Welcome back, everybody, to the Listen In Podcast. On this week's episode, we will be discussing the new Drake album, Scorpion. That's what is God's plan, Jake, is for us to discuss Scorpion. Well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> you fumbled that. <laughs> I was going to try to come up with a nice for what thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. ultimately, Sean was too lazy to do it because this is uh, the day after July 4th. Yeah. Worst, one of the worst days of the year. I, so I think you'd have a lot of people who would contend that. I don't think... I think a lot of people would say like January like fucking 3rd is maybe worse. Definitely worse. This is a bottom... 20 day of the year unless you have vacation then it's great yeah but that's like, what I mean like more people I think have vacation this week and are like oh July 5th is great for sure for sure a lot of people probably take July 5th off if you have to work on July 5th and it's as hot as it is today in New Hampshire and it's humid today it's like in the mid 90s yeah like pretty humid. and it has been for days now um there's no reprieve no there's really not there's and really not I think people think we exaggerate it but we were talking to a friend of the pod the other day big shout to Clara who is from mm. California right and she was talking about how she's like, yeah, I didn't realize like what this kind of humidity was like mm-hmm. until I like came to New Hampshire. It, mm-hmm. it sucks, and it's not even. It could be worse. We could be like Florida humidity. That's the thing is, people think if you live in New England, it's just like cold. It's but like, it, nah, it, it gets, gets pretty m- fucking hot. It gets miserably yeah. hot. Yeah, it does. So, but enough about us. Huh? Yeah, let's talk about Aubrey Graham's new album, Aubrey Scorpion. Graham. Uh, so, Jake, little little back background here. What's your on, on Scorpion? Set us up. We had the Pusha T Drake beef leading up to this. Um, we had the news about Drake's illegitimate child that got broken by Pusha in uh, the story of Adidon. Uh, and Drake ends up addressing that on this album uh, in quite a few songs, actually, yeah. in quite a few. Namely, Elev- uh, Emotionless. Then he has like the kind of the State of OVO song at the end, March 14th. That's all about it. Now, um, Sean, can I ask, was it emotionless where he said like I was trying to shield my son from all of this that yeah was where the, he was like I wasn't trying to hide my son from the world I was trying to hide the world from my son or whatever right. yeah yeah yeah. which you know look you're gonna have to wonder was Drake always planning to bring this stuff up on this album was this gonna be his big reveal or was he going to keep ignoring this until Pusha Drop that diss track, and then he's like, "Oh shit, we better add on some songs here." The fact that it is called out in multiple spots—I mean, I know that it's not hard to pull it into a freestyle or something—but the fact that it is called out in multiple places makes me think maybe he already had it in the can. I'm leaning towards that as well. However, um, yeah, some of it's probably response, and I, I want to be clear too about like I like Pusha T more than I like Drake, and I thought that he won mm-hmm. that beef or whatever mm-hmm. that sort of feud um I, I i don't care though about drake's son and that stuff like i don't find it like I, it doesn't make me like like him so, less it makes me just be like oh like well of course like everyone's flawed like i don't really give a shit about yes. that. yes so i was on twitter and when this album came out and a lot of the discourse was around drake's kid and i thought ian cohen our old standby on music writer twitter he had a tweet where he was like Drake having a kid doesn't factor into my my critical analysis of this album like right. in, in any way. Me neither. He's like it's not like interesting or really that relevant. It's and, and like also frankly, it's none of our fucking business. No, it's not. It's really not. Like it, I can see why it's a it's a good move from like in a diss track culture way. Like I can yeah. see why it's a good move for Pusher to to sort of pull. I think it was effective. 
I don't care about it. Doesn't it doesn't I, and, bother? And no, me. and I don't really want to even talk about it in regards to this album because I don't think it matters that much. The one thing I do want to say though, last thing about that is I also think this was he was gonna talk about this stuff anyways. Like some things were probably added on, but I do think the last song, March Fourteenth, yeah, was written before, and I saw some speculation online that when Drake went out to Wyoming to help Kanye with all of his projects, he actually played this song for him or showed it to him. And that's how like Kanye knew about all this. Oh. Maybe told Pusha or even Pusha was there and heard it. And that's how this all kind of came out. So I think this was kind of, he, he was planning to, to, to do this. I am always fascinated by how those types of relationships work. Oh, me too. Because for example, Jay-Z is on this album. And he fucking phones it in on that song. That's a, misfire on this album sure i mean i've heard it once i i, I thought it was okay but so but I, the point i was gonna make is that jay-z's on this record which shows that he's at least in good enough standing with drake to be a feature right. on one of his albums if drake is in fact like you're saying maybe ghostwriting like writing little melodies for kanye on life of pablo and then with this wyoming set of projects he's out there he's in the mix how does that all work like say for example there's you and me and two other friends yeah and i'm really not cool with one of those right. friends but you're fine with them are we all together at once are they like I, how I do they think, do it? do you think they kind of hide it do you think i like, think you keep it as separate as possible but sometimes paths will cross especially in a professional setting like this where it's like it's good business to have these rappers on your stuff or to like be interacting or running the same circles it's just it makes sense do you like, think, why wouldn't you do you think it affects Drake's relationship with Kanye that Kanye is so close to Pusha T. Yeah, I think it probably does. has to. Right? I think it does. Has to. I think it probably does because he has to know somewhere inside. He's like, well, Kanye is definitely closer with Pusha T than he right. is to me. Exactly. Um, because the Kanye Drake relationship, I don't think is especially close. No, no, they're not like frequent collaborators. No, no, they're re they have on a few things, but and there was loose talk of them doing a collaborative album, which would like break the internet if that. I remember oh. we talked about it on this podcast. What, what would be the collaborative album that would break the internet most I think it would probably be Kendrick Drake oh I think Kanye Drake would be bigger I think it's I really do I think it's up for debate dude like Kendrick is about as big as you can be right now too. I know but I think especially with, given their direct beef right but with all yeah that's true but with all of the other stuff that comes along with Drake and Kanye Kendrick doesn't really have that so he definitely doesn't have the drama. Right, that's what I'm saying. And I think in terms of breaking the internet and like putting people into an uproar, Kanye and Drake drive more of that than Kendrick does. Kendrick, people freak out just because like his videos and music is so good. People freak out about Kanye because he's uh, like a generational icon. Yeah. And Drake is, you know, Drake and like the biggest thing in pop music. So yeah, no, I, think, I, I think their collab would be bigger. I think um, it could be. I think that like... But Kendrick has made a huge splash in pop too. Like he's as oh yeah, he's around as popular as you could possibly be as well. Drake is is bigger, yeah. All told, no, I agree. They, I mean, the the bottom line is they both would be huge. I I wanted to ask you unless you had a point. I, I did really quick because this is an interesting conversation about like the state of things in terms of rap and yeah. like who's big, who's not, and. Drake actually starts the album off on that song, Survival. It's just kind of an intro track. And I love Drake intro tracks. They're always among my favorite things on his album. Except I remember you not liking the first one off Views. View, that one wasn't very good. It was it, Keep the Family Close or whatever. It's that a, one Because that was less an intro track and more just like a track. And I thought it was a, a low energy start to Views. I love these ones that are like shorter where he's openly acknowledging it's an intro. Like yeah. my favorites on Nothing was the same, Tuscan Leather. 
I yeah. love that Tuscan song. Tuscan Love is a good song. Um, where it's like, how much time is this dude spending on the intro? And it was like a six-minute intro song, and he right. acknowledged it. Um, but he, on this one, he goes, all of this disorder, no addressing, the crown is broken in pieces, but there's more in my possession. Which I thought about for a second. I was like, oh, he's talking about who's got the crown in terms of the rap game. And he's, he's saying, he's like, no one has it right now. Yeah. No one completely has it. Everyone has a, sh- fragments and shards. He's like, but there's more in mine. He's like, I have a majority. I think that's probably true. I think it is true in a shallow sense, though. I think it's right. true. Like, he is a big piece of the crown, but it's maybe not the best piece of the crown. It's not like the jeweled part of the crown. Drake, in my opinion, um, he is definitely, like you said, he's the most purely popular of any of them. But I don't think that that alone will win you respect. I don't think that alone makes you the most important. Right. Like maybe in a pop culture sense, sure. Um, but, I, yeah. So for me, I, I get that. But I thought it was a cool line. He wasn't, he wasn't saying, like, I have the crown right now. Nope. He's like, even he has to admit, he's like, all right, well, Kanye's still out here doing stuff. Kendrick's doing his thing. There's all these little fragments. And I, it, it's more of, it's a larger commentary on the state of music in general right now. Where it's like... The idea of someone just having the crown is kind of passe at this point. Like will, you almost can't. It's almost not possible in any genre or any respect. It really doesn't totally make sense ever. I uh, mean, there's some I, cases I, I, where I think it, there was a time and a place where it was like, yeah, that person just because the internet wasn't a thing. Yeah, maybe, but like it, it is an inherently silly concept. Right. Right. Like, right. It's, I just feel like even. Because it's like the crown of what? The crown of your the, 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 rap, the rap crown. The, rap the most crown. important. Yeah. It's like, well, not to everyone. Because there's right. people who are going to disagree with that. But I think there was a time where there was more of a consensus. Like, I think back at the turn of this decade, everyone was like, Kanye's got it. Like, this is Kanye. Kanye owns rap. And before right. that, I think it was Jay-Z. And right. But they, my, my, the larger point I'm making is it's like... It's like in middle school or something where there's popular kids. Right. And it's like, well, right. they just say they're popular. Uh, right. It's all relative. I don't like them exactly. and they don't like me. Right. So like if you did, if you like hated Kanye, it doesn't matter to you if he's popular right. or not. No, but you know, I know what you mean. I, I, I'm not saying I disagree. Yeah. But I, I just thought that was interesting and kind of plays into the larger conversation about, you know, where we're at with rap. What I wanted to ask you, so I'm a, a little bit of an interview here because... Yeah. I think we've 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 known and any listeners who have been on this podcast for any amount of time know Sean's a bigger Drake fan. Yeah, than I maybe am. maybe this is how we stimulate so, Scorpion conversation. I want to do more of an be, interview uh, of you. I think that'd be a good idea. So yeah. here's here's a couple of things I want to ask. One, uh, how do you feel about the overall aesthetic look and feel? The title, yep. The album cover, the idea that it's this double album, yep. like general aesthetic things before even yep. diving into the music. Uh, I really like the name Scorpion. Yeah. Um, I, I do too. I, I would assume, like we were talking uh, offline, about how I think it's just because he's a Scorpio. Yeah. And he's like this emotional dude, like Scorpion. He's I, a I, cusp Scorpio. Sean. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do really like the name. I, I like the album cover. To be honest with you, I, I think Drake kind of always does well with album covers. How do you like the like sharpied on scorpion thing? Kind of wish that wasn't there. I kind of wish it was just the black and white portrait of Drake. Do you like that it's like an that he has like autographed it? No, I don't like that part. How do you feel about the double album aesthetic? Double, okay. If like listen to the last three albums Drake has had: Scorpion, twenty-five songs; More Life, twenty-two songs; Views, twenty songs. Right. It's way too long. I really wanted a short, concise Drake album mm-hmm. in the vein of the Kanye projects that we saw. I think that'd be really cool. Instead, he went for excess. He went for his longest album, which I, I'm not... Don't do that, please. Yeah. Because there's so much 
filler on here. And I actually have more to say about that later, but it's split loosely into like a rap half and an R&B kind of singing half, which we, in theory is cool. We can talk about the filler a little bit because I have a couple other quick yeah. questions later. But like, so, okay, for me, I've listened once. I listened today. I listened to the whole thing front to back one time. I knew Nice For What going in. I knew God's Plan going in. I like both those songs. Yeah. I especially like Nice For What. Nice For What's awesome. I think Nice For What is a, a really, really good yes. Drake song. I think God's Plan is too. And there I were other God's there plan. were other gems on here that came up. Like I think you mentioned Sandra's Rose. Sandra's Rose is I really liked good. Sandra's Rose. I, I liked a lot of the songs early on the album. But here's what I'll say. Yep. And this has been sort of the tail of the tape for me with Views and with this. A little less with More Life. Yep. Um, it Again, given the length, especially if you're not all in. Yep on Drake as a person or as an icon or whatever and I actually think he's generally interesting I think he's generally cool if you don't if you're not all in on like every aspect of him or a huge fan this is too much it is and it's like you I said, think everyone agrees I don't even think that's in question no I'm not I'm not everyone has said that yeah. I'm not saying it's in question yeah. I'm just saying for me it was too much and it's like he's it, it really feels like he's not trying that hard a lot of these songs, the production yeah, know. is pretty bland is. and sort of lifeless. Yep. I just think that, like, yep. again, like I could go in and break down his flows a little more yep. on albums. I could, I, or, or on tr- tracks, I could break down the the lyrics a little more. It just feels like he's a bit on autopilot here a lot. I think that's a really accurate analysis of this album because I was thinking back. I was like, well, okay, take care is his best album, like mm-hmm. by far. Well, nothing was the same as excellent too. And I'm like, okay, what's the biggest difference between Take Care, Nothing Was the Same, and even if you're reading this? I was like, it, it there's there's a level there is a level of effort there and a level of I'm gonna try something a little different with this song. And he's just kept that same formula and not really tried to do anything else exciting or new. He's like, This is my my template. I'm gonna follow it. It sells, people like it. It's like there's not much difference between Scorpion, More Life, and Views, in my no, opinion. Except that in More Life, he was doing more of that like kind of Caribbean it, it, beat true, shit. True, true, true. Yeah. On this, the things I liked the most were probably not even the best songs. I liked yeah. moments where he like challenged his own mold a little bit, yeah. and did weird stuff lyrically. And like there was, there's one song I can't remember which one. I think it's on the second half where like he has a part of sort of a chorus that repeats, yeah. and they, they kind of take it and sample yes. it and play it a bunch yes. of times I, in a I row. Yes, I like that part, yeah. I, I mean, I don't love the song Ratchet Happy Birthday, but I actually liked that on there he was doing kind of funny stuff. Right. He wasn't doing the same, like, very low-key, sort of wavy-sounding well, thing. I, I gotta be honest, the, the 40 production, or what, like, I don't even know if he's doing all of it on here, or if it's just the Drake sound. That's played out, man. I think one of the reasons why More Life was so exciting and good to people was because you had some of those island rhythms yeah. on there. We're like, oh, it's like a new new sound for Drake. And and that's why Sandra's Rose is one of my favorites on here. I do know for a fact that was somebody other than 40 who did that production. It sounds a little more triumphant, a little more upbeat. I was like, Drake, do more of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, okay. And make few, a shorter fucking album. I have a few more quick hit questions for yeah. you. Ready? Favorite track. Favorite track is either God's Plan or Nice For What, and that's not a good sign for the rest of the album. If we're talking non-singles, um, Sandra's Rose, uh, Emotionless. Yeah. Least yeah. favorite track. Ratchet Happy Birthday. Um, Ratchet Happy Birthday, I think. Yeah, I think that song, song's trash. Um, better side 
uh, or better disc if this were a true double album side disc one or disc two disc one the rap side's stronger it's stronger. it really is yeah because i actually you know how i like to do this with long albums jake where i take the whole album and i strip it for parts basically yeah where i'm like can i make a better more concise album out of this and i did i made a 15 track uh 55 minute scorpion mix mm-hmm. and most of that came from side one um, where does this rank in the Drake canon? It's a good question because way too early opinion, maybe. But where does it? Where it do you probably think it is, and that's a good question because like this album isn't bad at all. Right. Drake hasn't put out a bad album, and it makes it hard to rank. I'd say it's right in line with the quality of Views and More Life. I think Scorpion, More Life, and Views are interchangeable in terms of quality. Um, so it's right around there. It's not on the same level as Take Care. And then one step down from that is Nothing Was the Same. And if you're reading this, um, you know, actually, I think I'd probably rather listen to it than Thank Me Later or So Far Gone, to be honest. Okay. Um, I think those are probably my least favorites just because I came to those later. I didn't. I wasn't in on those when they first came out. Uh, but yeah, it's it's bottom middle, Drake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, like, as someone coming to it with less allegiance to him, it's just like, I don't know, man, like, it, it, even though there are differences, there's distinctions in the sound, the views may as well be like this, like, 70-track album. Yeah, now. I know. And, like, the, he, what, an interesting thing about this, and Drake in general, is he has so much music now. So, The Ringer today did a ranking of every single one of his songs. Yeah. Bad list. You thought it was really a bad list? Really bad list, except for the fact that Marvin's Room was number what one. Was, what was bad about it? There was a ton of really good songs that they ranked as, like, way low. And songs that weren't good, they ranked really high. Like, they had... I think they had that uh, Meek Mill diss track back-to-back. Which, yeah. like, it was cool because it... Was a diss track. It was, like, a diss track, and he was called back-to-back. The song itself isn't great. And then okay. that was at number, like, 13. I'm like, this isn't better than... They had, like... Passion Fruit and Blam, like in the fifties, and they had like back to back at like thirteen. I was like, that doesn't that doesn't jive. Passion Fruit that surprises me. I think you're higher on. I'm Blem higher on Blam than like everybody. Than most. Of I other thought Blam was gonna be like the breakout single instead of Passion Fruit, but it wasn't. I like Blam. Yeah, I do. I, I like Passion Fruit too. In fact, th- those are both more life. Songs, yeah, they are. They? Yeah, yeah, more life's actually pretty good. More life is pretty good. Like it has Free Smoke and No Long Talk to kick it off. That are like pretty like like big rap songs yeah. by Drake and then it goes right into like some of that more island stuff yeah. I but, will say that like so for me if Drake would release some tighter albums it would be good yeah. I, but here's the thing like what I liked about uh, um, More Life and if you're reading this it's too late better than I liked about Views or Scorpion is I feel like Views and Scorpion are and again, this is my opinion, but they're these they're sort of this sound that's sort of bereft of light. It's cold. It's it's so they're cold. Cold albums. It's clinical, and yep. it's it's like if you're not really in, it's it's alienating, and it's not it is. that interesting. It's not, and that is the I, I'm starting to really tire of it. Actually, like I still actually like this album and really like Drake and that 15 track like cut down version I have. I'm gonna listen to that kind of a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, but Drake, you gotta do something different on on whatever your next release is. Like you really do. And I I, I think we said that after views as well. 
and he came out with more life which was in theory different in grand scheme of things not really um he needs to do something different next time around he really does i will say that like controller one dance those are sick oh yeah for the most part when i look just looking at the cover reviews looking at the track list initially there's nothing about it that makes me want to listen. There's good songs on there. I would actually. There's good songs. I on there. I listened to this enough where I could go back and have like a nostalgia listen and be like, oh yeah, like I remember this. Like, you with me, feel no ways. Even Weston Road flows. Control one dance. Um, fire and desire. Like that's a good song. Yeah. Hotline Bling's on there. I just to say, like, I, there's something... Views is... Uh, views, I think... I've said this for years now, since it came out. I think it gets kind of a bad rap. I think it's an unfair rap. I think it's... It's way too fucking long, but... I think it's not that good. I think that this album, Scorpion... I mean, I'll, I'll have to try listening again. Yeah. Is, is Listen n- to this 15-track version. Maybe you'll... Maybe I'll like it better. Yeah. The sense I get is that it's not that good. Right. Like, I again, like... No, sh- no shade on anyone who likes Drake. I just, like... Right. It's it's such uninviting music. Yeah. It's so uninviting. And it's like, maybe I should go back. I, I always really like... Well, some of it is. I think a lot of it is. I think some of the, the, the pop hits, sure. Right. But it's what I'm saying. Yeah. putting out yeah. these fucking monolithic, gigantic, huge track list albums. It's impenetrable, dude. Yeah. It's so hard to get into. I know. You almost have to look at it as uh, half of this is going to be like filler. Yeah, and just accept that. Which is like, and but like, I, I don't want. I don't like that. I don't like that. Like, I, don't I don't like that mentality. That. No, I don't. And either. what's hard is like if you, if you're not in enough where you're like, because well, for me, I'm like, well, other people will just find the good songs yeah, out of yeah, here anyways. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to do that, right? So I'm not gonna worry about right. it. I'm not even gonna try, right? Because like, eventually, the radio and like Spotify and my friends at parties are just gonna sort of sift this yep. until the five songs that are worth anything. Are in the sifter yeah. and everything else has fallen through, um, and the rest I'm, I, I'll just ignore it. Speaking of friends at parties, I, I think we're we've become washed up in the in that we don't make an effort to play like new songs at parties like we used to. Oh, yeah, no. We used to really be like, this is what this is what now sounds like. Now we either play old standbys or we play jokey like pop hits that everyone loves. Yeah. Um, because it is, it's too hard to to have one person being like, I feel like a dick if I'm like, oh, like let's put this new Drake album on that no one has heard about or ca- like heard or cares about. Like in full, yeah. I mean, like, with or, the- or even like songs here and there. Like, oh my god, no one actually wants to hear this. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm o- I'm in on like the hits, and again, like from More Life, there were a lot of takeaways from that album. Oh yeah, that I ended up really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, of these last three projects he's put out, that's the one that I've sort of gravitated. Yeah, the which makes for. sense. Yeah, I, I, I would say that's probably the best one. Um, um any other thoughts on Drake? No, not really. Um, yeah, actually, uh, there seems to be speaking of like the darkness and coldness, he seems to be embracing this idea that like he is this tough guy now who has like shooters and like send shooters to kill people. Um, like that song, I'm upset. People have speculated that's about like uh, XXX Tentacion or whatever dying. The people are like, oh, Drake was behind that, and he alludes to it. And I'm upset because he's like SMS Triple X, which SMS could stand for like I'm saying an SMS text, or it also stands for send my shooters. If, if makes me want to buy a tech and a vest, you know, like all that stuff. If so. any of that is true, that 
doesn't make me think he's any... That makes me really not like that. I don't like that either. I think it's an act, but I read a whole Reddit post about all of the allusions to, like, killing people and how, like, like a piece of him has, like, died because now he's, like, this kind of guy who, like, will, like, send shooters and, like, play in, play in the street. There's a song, Mob Ties, where he's basically, like, I just, like, I get them to, like, kill people for me. That, that's a really, really like, fucked dude, up. There, there, and there's a lyric on, um, again, on survival. He's like, some dudes pop mollies. My mollies pop dudes. And, and mollies is like, right. some, some, like Somalians. He's like, he has Somalians like ready to kill people. The way Drake comes across now is this, this like just totally detached, unbemused, yeah. unentertained just like prince right who has anything at his disposal has all yep. the money in the world has this probably fortress of a mansion yep. can get on any flight anywhere in the world anytime and he's not happy and he never will right. be and he blames like the world for it and other people like, for it it's like dude that's just life that's and life man that if any of that's true so first of all all of that i like i'm out on that shit oh i don't want that life no that is really really unappealing to me and I don't I've never fully understood the full like how much people fetishize that kind of thing yeah oh like, yeah I like a good mob movie yeah I've never once thought like oh I wish I lived like no, that oh god no I think a lot of people do oh. there's a lot of people who see that stuff they're like oh like that's a cool way no, to, like, it's a romantic no. way to live no scary it, it, it seems very scary yeah um I checked out uh the um what's it what's it Anthony Fantano's review yeah. of this and I just just to see because it was like twenty minutes long. I was just yeah. interested to see what he said. And he was talking about how he's like it's interesting that Drake like snaked out of the Pusha T beef. Right. He, he didn't really come back again. He didn't clap back at well, Pusha T. Because what's his name? Um, there's like this producer. I forget what his name is. Who is like it's done. Like do not respond. And I guess this guy is like if he says it's done, it's done. He's like this kingmaker in the music world. Who right. Like even has power over like Drake and people. But there's these lyrics on the album where he's like, "We're I forget which song it's from, but there's some lyric where he's like, like there's no challengers who right. like can like step up and face me." And he's right. like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like, Pusha T literally did that. He did in like one. <laughs> right. Right. Like and everyone knows he won. Right. Right. And I take that more to mean like sales and streaming numbers sure. and things like that. Sure. But it's like, dude, it, it doesn't matter. But again, like it, it just strikes me like what I find also so unappealing about that stance is like there's so much going for Drake. He's a talented singer. He is can be a really good rapper can when he tries. Too. He can be really funny. He's like good he, actor. he's he's a compelling personality. Talented. Yeah. There's nothing fucking less appealing than the rich kid who talks about his money. Yep. It's so fucking yeah. annoying. Yeah, you're right. Or the or the r really popular kid who talks about how popular yeah, he is. You're absolutely right. It's like that. You don't just don't mention it, and you're cooler for it. It's true. It's and, true. And it, like so, so that, on top of everything else I already talked about, it just makes it so hard to like, yeah. especially at this phase of his career. I know. I know. I know. Because it's like, dude, you. We already know you're on top. Right. Yeah. Talk about something else. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. It, it's the Drake narrative is getting a little tired. Yeah, a little You know? Um, and like even I the, said... Even this whole idea of like, oh yeah, he put out a 20-track album, it's a little underwhelming. It's like, well... That narrative is This tired. is the third one of that in the last... In, in as many years. In a row. Yeah. Like I said, he maybe take like over a year off from releasing any new music, Drake. And, but like, that's not his thing because he's like, I stay top of mind by just constantly releasing music and owning the charts and 
Yeah. I don't know. Like um, if, if, it seems he's departed from caring about artistic merit. It seems like yeah, yeah, take yeah. care and nothing was the same. He hit a, a sweet spot in a groove of I have critical praise and I'm on the up and up in terms of popularity. And then that all kind of came to a head on these last three of views more life and now scorpion where he's like now i just own the charts and i'm a true just pop artist and i don't care as much about putting out a classic album because he's like i already did that is is so right now after i mean it's post-release so obvious it, it makes sense that this would happen but so on spotify he's first in the world right now yep um is drake the most popular artist in pop music right now yeah the most popular yeah, yeah. i think he is too. he is he is I think that like because any Drake single is huge. Yes. How fascinating is it that this dude, I, I, coming from like what he came from, this sort of I weird know. background that like a lot of people didn't trust. Yeah. A lot of people were like, "Oh, he was this actor." Like, what's the deal? I with this remember. Guy? I have a couple distinct memories of Drake's come up. One, I remember when I still subscribed to Rolling Stone. This was probably back in like 2007, uh, or maybe it was eight. This is right before his first mixtape came out. Um, and they were like the next big thing from like like Lil Wayne's protege yeah. was a former Degrassi. So I was like, what? I was like, I remember this dude. I was like, he's a rapper now. I was like, this feels like bullshit. I was like, this isn't gonna go anywhere. And then I didn't listen to anything. And then Take Care came out, and I remember what a huge deal that was on like end of the year lists and critically. I was like, oh, I gotta listen. And then I loved it. And then even then, I was like, this is probably like as big as he's gonna get. Right. And it's it's exploded even from there. And he's this massive, massive icon now. It's hard. It's weird to think about that. Like just a decade ago, I was like writing him off. It's, it's weird to think about him as anything else. I know. I know. Like, dude, like, nice for what? Already has three hundred and sixty-seven million listens. It doesn't even seem like that much for like Drake. And dude, and uh, and I'm pretty sure that uh, God's plan has like eight hundred million. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And it's doing that yep. weird Spotify thing right now where it's not it's lower because other songs are getting <laughs> right. a ton of listens right. in the moment. Right. Um, yeah, fascinating stuff, dude. Like again, I feel like I come across as really negative on these. No, I think it's Drake. good to level it out and kind of take Drake with a grain of salt. I think yeah, it is. It, I think like, it's important. I th- the thing with me is it's like I actually do like Drake. Yeah. I just think that like the the way he presents himself and the amount of Drake we get every time it's too much it's too much and it's like I, I could use it in smaller doses but again like you're saying he's like post-critical acclaim yep. it doesn't fucking matter what I think So, and that's another part yeah. of why it's like well he doesn't need me anyways you no know, you know he doesn't that's it doesn't matter thing. what I think it, like, it, it is it feels, yeah. it feels like, it, it, like even if I was like oh I hate this album it sucks it's terrible it doesn't matter it's gonna sell dude it's gonna play yeah and final thought on Drake is it seemed like his plan this year was I'm going to release God's Plan, then I'm going to wait a few months, I'm going to release Nice For What. And it felt like every few months he was just going to put out an awesome single. Yeah. And, like, didn't seem to, like, care about an album cycle traditionally. And then he puts out Scorpion, which has both of them on it. And he's kind of been doing this thing. Like, Views was the same way. He's like, I'll put out Hotline Bling. I'll put out One Dance. Those are going to carry kind of, like, the album in terms of popularity. Yeah. Maybe he would be better off doing a full year of just like put out like five awesome singles and just have that be your album at the end of the year. You get the it'll go platinum because they just streamed for the entire year. It's a little you can have it in small doses. People probably like that better. The definition of album is so crazy yeah. right now. The idea that like Kanye is putting out these twenty minute albums 
of which you could fit what four and a half onto this record yeah. more yeah. than that even yep yeah no yeah four and a half of that album would fit on mm-hmm. like within the time limit of yeah, this would. record and like it would be cool if drake released an ep or something i would lo- i want that I thought More Life was going to be kind of be that, but it was like, oh, nope, this is like 18 songs. It's a hundred songs. Right. Like it's a, <laughs> right, it's, it's right. literally endless. <laughs> right. But I, I don't know. So we'll see what that dude does. Um, let's do a couple quick hit things, Jake. Just some housekeeping. We don't have to talk too long about it. I want to say I listened to the new Florence and the Machine album. As did I. I've always been like kind of a big Florence and the Machine fan. I got to be honest, this is her worst album yet. This was boring. This was forgettable. Um, High as Hope is what it's called. I will probably not be returning to this. I got uh, kind of savaged on Pitchfork. Got like a five something. Yeah, it did. I um I have always been like a lukewarm to decent fan of Florence. I like her biggest songs. I really really liked how big, how beautiful, how blue, or whatever yeah. the hell that album's yeah. called. That's good. How There's big, good how blue, how beautiful. That, yeah. that was my ceremonials f- is my favorite. Okay, I didn't listen to ceremonials very much. Um, I think that last record is the one I related to the most. I didn't even really love between two lungs. Like that, yeah. That one's more of just like I like some songs on there. Dog days. I never cared about kiss with a fist. That's a good song. It's a nice little. I I did never did much for me. I I listened to this today. I thought it was like decent and like you know it just was. I don't know. It didn't feel like anything much. No, it didn't. It it didn't feel like I loved the song. Like I think the the biggest thing with um, the last record, how be. was that like I really felt like the songs were there they were there were like there was some awesome tight songwriting yes. on that Third Eye is one of my favorite so Florence good. songs in so general. good I just felt like on first listen it wasn't that much there wasn't and one. I read the review to see if I was missing anything and I think Pitchfork really nailed it on the head when they said that Florence it seems like as a songwriter she was going for more minimal songs and what she's done in the past but whoever was producing this album was like we're making everything an anthem anyways so the tone of the songwriting didn't match up with the tone of the production and it felt like the songs were building towards something that was just never there yep. this would have been better served by being a little more dialed back focusing yep. on she's doing slightly different like weirder stuff than what she's done before maybe yeah um but the production doesn't match they're like we're gonna do the same massive production yeah but with not it, not the songwriting that matches up with it, and that's kind of that's been my opinion of it. I don't think I'm really gonna return. Yeah, it, it didn't do a ton for me first listen. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a highlight or two in there to be mine. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't do a ton of listening to it. Yet. Um, and then you listen to Let's Eat Grandma. Yeah, got uh, best new music. Yeah, uh, I checked out the new. I, so I think Let's Eat Grandma. I think that name is a reference to a common grammar like a grammar pun a grammar sorry a grammar joke oh yeah it's it's a comma placement yep, joke it is because if you remove the comma from let's eat grandma it becomes let's eat grandma which i was thinking earlier because yeah. i was like that's a shitty band name i right. wonder why they picked that right. i think that's why um so i listened once this is like kind of like a synthy um pop uh album that's getting a fair like a lot of acclaim oh, yeah. and uh i listened one time and I, I think I might go back to it again, okay. but I, I can't say that... You loved it. Yeah, and I think... I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah. It it feels like the, the cycle of buzz bands and buzz artists um, is more apparent to me now after more time of really following music cycles. Yeah. It just feels like this is this year's Purity Ring or this is this year's whatever bit churches or whatever yeah. band. Like, now this is the young, yeah. hip sort of... Makes sense. A little bit psychedelic, kind of weird. Ooh, like... Yeah. <laughs> You know, synthy <laughs> yep. pop duo. Yep. 
um, who the music press decided to get behind. I'm way, way, way more jaded about that than I ever used to be. Yeah, and I think um, it's a time and a place thing, and I think it's an age thing where you grow up a little. You're like, well, I've kind of seen these cycles before, and I know what this is, and I maybe am a little too mature to think that this is changing music or my life. But again, if you are into, I guess, the genres of that I sort of just mentioned, this you should know that this album's getting a ton of acclaim. Yeah. It's probably worth checking out yeah. just to see where you stand on it. I think I might listen again just to see. If, it, if anything grabs you, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. because honestly, after a first listen, I don't remember much, which isn't a great sign, but it also could be like maybe I didn't give it yeah, enough yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Um, the other two I had, Oso Oso, one of uh, the, the breakout bands of 2017, put out one of our favorite albums last year. Uh, they came out with a couple new singles to support their tour and the fact that they got signed to Triple Crown Records. Um, one of them's really, really good. It's like the lead single. Um, it has a weird kind of name. It, it just is a bunch of like letters. It's GB slash OLH slash NF. It stands for Goodbye Old Love Hello New Friend. Oh. Um it's a nice, it's it's pure Oso. It's really good. It's catchy. Got a good hook. Little guitar solo in there. It, it was really good. Um, and then there's that new Tiana Taylor album that Kanye produced as part of like his album a week thing that he seems to like really be going for. It's called KTSE. Um, once again, it's only like seven songs, twenty two minutes. There's a couple really really good songs on there. The whole thing's actually super listenable. Uh, but Rose in Harlem and then Gonna Love Me. Both definitely worth checking out. Um, I have two more things. One mm -hmm. is a quick recommendation of the week. The other is a short, a really short story. One recommendation of the week: uh, Tallest Man on Earth. There's no leaving now. I had an awesome listen to that uh, yesterday. Yes. Mary Kate and I went to Concord, yes. and we ended up kind of staying in town for a little bit, and then we parked up on top of a parking garage to see if there were any fireworks out and around. Yeah, nothing was really going on, but I popped that album on. Because it reminds me of July. All-time summer album. That album is now six years old. Huh. Um, and it really holds up. And yeah. Tallest Man is doing stuff on there that is his most like harrowing. Um, like the, the song There's No Leaving Now. Yep. The Your Fear of the Leader reprise in that song. Crazy harrowing vocals on there. That album will always remind me of summer. Me and it, it is, Which is interesting because The Wild Hunt is such a fall album. Yeah, for yeah. There's No Leaving Now is definitely the summer version of of him i actually put that on the other day too when i was out on the river on the canoe i was like this is perfect tallest man uh it, weather they, it's it's so interesting because both albums are so good i think i like the wild hunt a little better i but do too i love both and like to me and you know what's interesting is that now that i think about it uh dark horse or dark bird is home is kind of spring yeah it is actually yeah but uh but anyways wild hunt feels so autumn to me it's like yep. breezy and sort of melancholic um there's no leaving now feels sweaty Hot. and hopeless it does sweaty hopeless yep. heavy and just and sad and, and like brittle like like grass that has been in the sun too long yep. and i think the look of the album um compliments that with like yeah. the brown kind of look of the ground and everything I, i'd be excited for some new tallest man releases he's still doing that like video stuff that i some of those were really fucking good the songs uh yeah like a lot of those were cool i'm excited to see if some of those demos turn into like album tracks i think that's kind of his plan i i can't um, wait dude i love he's, tallest man 
he he's he's great. You know what song I love from uh, There's No Leaving Now is um, Leading Me Now. Oh, that so one's grown on me a lot as I've gotten the older. guitar in that song yeah. is unbelievable. Uh, another one that has that grew on me that was oddly enough, and I have no idea why. When I first got into that album, one of my least favorites. Now it's one of my favorites is Wind and Walls. Well, yeah. Okay. I remember that was always one of my favorites, and you were like, "Oh, that's like one of my least." I was like, "Really?" Yeah. And I'm glad that you. It come really around. grew on me. I don't know. I, what, I really like that song. It really grew on me. I don't know what it is. Um, Little Brother's great. Mm-hmm. The last track on that album is so good too. On every on page. Every page. Yep. Um, the great, whole great thing is really album. good. Okay, yeah. my my quick story, a cautionary tale. Yeah. So I have the Spotify family plan. Yeah. I came home the other day, and Mary Kate was like, "Hey, uh, my Spotify switched to the free version. I don't know what's up with that." So I was like, "Huh, that that's odd." And so I open up Spotify. I'm like, "I'll check my, you know, I'll check my account, see what's up." Someone had hacked my Spotify. No. And um, they had taken off everyone from the plan and had given themselves or two of their friends what the spotify premium family plan so it was like these two people they spent a ton of time listening to like latin music and like i think like middle eastern music and so it changed my last fm and like there's like all these artists i've never listened to oh that's fucking crazy my recently listened to on spotify it's like kind of scary yeah i noticed i looked i was like what the fuck is jake listening to dude it i wasn't and um so I went through the whole process of like, because I, I don't know why they did it. Maybe I did it by accident, but I think they requested my data. Um, and I don't know what From that, what? From Spotify. Like you can do a data oh, retrieval request. fuck. And I don't know what that would have given them, but they did it. Interesting. And so I went through the whole process of like, you have to change your password. You yeah. have to log out from all accounts. Ah, oh, that's such a pain. It was it was sort of a crazy feeling, and like I got on the Spotify help chat, yeah. talking with them, talking like they talked me through it and stuff. Um, so kind of a weird thing. If Fuck. you have the family plan or if you have premium, just like be, keep an eye on that. Be careful yeah. and like you know check in every now and then. Shit, that's a good. I will do that. That's a nice PSA. I be, appreciate that because I mine had been hacked and it was like Damn. fucking two random dudes listening to it. Something about that was really creepy to me. It is. Yeah, you know what? Like I'd be more upset about that than like like someone like you got your car broken into yeah. like a few weeks ago yeah. and like you didn't give a fuck. This seems to affect you more. Oh, definitely it did because my car has nothing of value in it. Right. And I but didn't... music is like this very personal thing. You know it's like it... someone encroached upon that. You know what it felt like is it felt like a parasite. Yeah. It felt like it felt like I noticed something weird but hadn't checked for weeks and right. then looked at my side and noticed there were two ticks yeah, going on. Yeah, seriously, man. And it was like it felt like this I was like, oh shit, like I trusted. Get those I, out of here. Yeah. I trusted I didn't have to look. Right. And now these two creepy things oh, are sucking off me. Fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. Inter- so yeah. Very uh, interesting. Careful Spotify users. I will. I will check that out just to make sure. Thank you for that. Um, let's finish up. No recommendations of the week, Jake. Or, or no, uh, that was your recommendation. I meant no release radar. There's like nothing coming out this week. It's kind of a dead week. Summer, July is an all-time like lull in uh, in new music. So July's an overrated month in general. I think the next big release that I'm really looking forward to is that new Foxing album. Oh yeah, and that- new Mitski, both in August. So. Those will both be great. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Okay, we're on. Um, it's July fifth. 
Mm-hmm. It is too fucking hot. Very, very hot. It's um, too hot. And by hot, Jake, um, I, uh, NBA free agency is heated up. Yeah. Um, how about Boogie Cousins signing with the fucking Warriors? Dude, fuck the Warriors. That's too much. I don't even like Boogie Cousins. I do for reasons I don't like understand. He he never excites me. I never like want to watch that guy play. I haven't watched him play that much, and for I sort of like him for reasons again. Like I don't even understand why I like him. Right. I like I do for no good reason. Right. 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 Uh, do you like Anthony Davis? I do. I do. He's, He's awesome. awesome. He's awesome. Uh, LeBron's a Laker. We've already talked about this a on lot. The Not on the pod, but like in real life. We don't need to rehash necessarily. We're not an NBA podcast. I. But speaking of. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this Stephen A. Smith impersonator? <laughs> oh my God! You need to listen to that. Like, what? It's a forty-second video. You need to. You need to watch this. It's really fucking funny. I'm gonna put it up to the mic so people so people can hear. First of all, let's get right into it. LeBron James is an LA Laker. A Laker, your king. The greatest player in the world has signed to the LA Lakers. <laughs> I saw another one that he did. That's awesome. About uh, That's after, really... like after the finals, yeah. he's like, "Yo, King, couldn't even win one game." <laughs> I'm not talking about winning the series. I'm talking about winning one game. You, this dude does like a really good job. You know who does a you know who does a good a good Stephen A. Smith is my brother. He does. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, he should. You should show him that because he'll that would actually up his game a little yeah, bit too, would. because he it doesn't would. do. He doesn't watch like ESPN. Right, he doesn't watch right, sports right. stuff. But we showed him the Kwame Brown clip, which right. he has like memorized yeah. and has perfectly. Right. Like his thing where he's where he's like, let me first off, if <laughs> if you're in championship contention, losing a first round pick doesn't really mean that much. And second of all, and more importantly, Kwame Brown is gone. The City of Angels. You you need to show him that because it really highlights some of the more absurd. Stephen A. tendencies. <laughs> this game was up for some reason. Oh. Doesn't matter. Oh, terrible. Um, especially because the production value doesn't matter on this oh, show. Oh, God, no. Jake. That Jake, just, Jake. I mean, we... Production we, value? Yeah. We were talking about, like... What were we just talking about not mattering? Like, life itself. Right. So... Right. And, well, and, and, um... Yeah. We were just playing clips of Stephen A. Smith. Right. And, like, laughing to it. I mean, this is yeah. the post-show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have no formal yeah. agenda today. Not really, no. It's okay, though. Because yeah. I think this is a more like, it's going to be one of those like free-flowing shows. I feel like when we need an agenda, we'll make an agenda. Right, that's, that. yeah. And like you were saying, this week was like a weird music week. It's been a weird music, this always happens in the summer. Shit like dies down and like everyone's too hot. It was a weird work week. Yeah, yeah. Coming yeah. out, having work to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Just knowing you have to go back Thursday. Yeah. Something I've got to work through. Something I've been talking through in therapy. How has that gone in it, regards to like the Sunday night scary stuff? It's going... I still feel like I need to dig deeper or something yeah, because yeah, like... Yeah. 
I don't know if you find this found this with therapy like I need to keep pushing or something because the 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 for the most part we haven't pushed yet past where my logic has already taken me. Correct. Like so I I asked him yep. at the last one I was like so what do I do when like I know all that? Yep. I like I know that so, I deserve to enjoy my Sunday. I know I right. des- I shouldn't be ruining it for myself. I was like what do I do when like I've I've known that and I think that anyways and I still feel this way. I'm going to tell you Jake. So I've I've gone to a few different therapists now. Um the first two I went to didn't like do anything for me because I went in there and I did like a crazy logic of stuff and they were like uh well they like didn't have a solution for anything because I think most of what they do with people is bringing them to a logical like realization right and that's what most of the work is I finally found one who could like keep up with my logic and be like oh yeah like that'll make sense but then would actually be like Think of it from this perspective. Yeah. And it really shifted the way I thought about so things. So it feels like we're starting... I mean, we're three sessions in. They've all been... Oh, it takes brief. a while. It takes a while. You And you... There is an element of like... Even though you logically know and can discuss what is maybe bothering you, the next step is to go even more out of your comfort zone and like get into the real like why or how and yeah like, that's that's actually the hard part yeah i'm looking forward to that i think we're starting to peel back the layers it's just like it takes a little while yeah and when you have a half hour session oh that's like not long enough or no sorry sorry an hour okay yeah an hour flies by even. it goes by yeah, quick yeah, and it's yeah. like i there's a lot i want to hit yeah there's yeah. a lot i have that i it's, could potentially um, talk about takes a long time i think a lot of people i'm not saying you I think a lot of people go into therapy thinking that, like, the therapist is going to do all the work and, like, fix Mm-mm. you. And I know you don't think that, but I think a lot of people do. Oh, Sean, I don't think that. I, I, I know. No, I know. Um, I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And they're surprised when after, like, a couple sessions, like, I don't feel any different. If anything, I feel worse. Because I think it's one of those things, too, where it's like you're stirring a bunch of shit up. Like, I always felt, like, drained when I left emotionally. That definitely hasn't happened. I haven't okay. felt worse. Okay. Because I haven't okay. told him anything that I ha- okay. don't already talk about with okay. friends openly. Right. Right. That's the thing, too, is, like, right. I, I don't know. Like, I, especially with, like, the idea. Like, I told him, like, the thing I want to try to maybe not solve, but get at yep. the heart of is, like, I, especially near the end of it, can almost not enjoy time off. Right. Like, I, it's impossible right. for me. I was like, I don't know why that is. I was like, I think I know. And, like, logically, I understand. I shouldn't think that. Yep. Um, but here we are. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is we are the type of people who talk about this stuff anyways. <laughs> right. And that piece of it, I think, is one of the biggest benefits of going is, oh, I just have somebody to talk about all of this stuff with. Yeah. When like we kind of already have that, and right once that's taken away, it's like, well, I already I could do this with Sean right now if I wanted to, and probably it'd be better. Right. Well, because there'd be a bigger wealth of understanding. Yeah, exactly. I think where he'll challenge me more is that like we, you and you and I talk about this shit. We relate so much on so much of it, and it, I'm not saying it's unhealthy. I because I love doing it, but we'll just commiserate. I know that we'll, is, that is the issue with that. But no. I love it though. Oh I, yeah, I that, that is it. the difference. When I when I would go to therapy, my therapist would really challenge me on some yeah. of the. She'd be like, "Well, why?" Like, I'm like, a, "Well, doesn't it make like 
I was like, oh, this person's not agreeing with me. Like, right, yeah. what? Like, the... I'm used to like my confidant being like, oh, I totally know. She'd be like, well, what? Like, challenge that. It, it is to challenge your way of thinking. She's Which... like, well, challenge that thought. Like, why do you think that like this or this? And, and they I'd be have like, to do well, that. they have that's to do that. the real benefit. It's they those have moments. To... Yeah. I, I will say, I don't know if I told you this. I will say that I got some subtle humor out of the fact that. Um, I was telling him a little bit about like, oh, I don't care about things like I think I should. Like, and he was like, he's like, well, you don't have to lose that, Jake. He was like, that it's actually okay. He's like, you know, because I, I have to say, like, you come across as very mellow. And he's like, I, I that's actually like kind of endearing. He's like, I think I mm. like that about you. And I was like, there's something really, really funny about the idea that my therapist thinks I'm mellow. <laughs> that's really funny to me. I know that is funny. That like amused me. Um, uh, I lived. For the moments when I, when my therapist would like analyze me and tell me, and I yeah. actually had, I would like sometimes make her do it. I'd be like, so like, what did you think of me like this, this, and or like, what do you think about this? And I would always like want more, you know. Dude, I gotta say, it, like, I am a glutton for that shit. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, fascinated yeah, yeah, yeah. by it. Yeah, especially when it's somebody who I know, like my therapist was incredibly emotionally intelligent mm -hmm. like we were like two peas in a pod and i was just like she probably more so than me even yeah like like she's harnessed it in a way that like she can use that for like her job and is really good at it and to so to have somebody who i know is even more on that level than i am do it was like oh my god this is like the holy grail of analysis if i didn't know that it would take as much school as it does, I'd be really interested in doing. I would that want. Job. I would be. I think I'd be good at it, and I'd want to do it. I just know it's like a difficult path at this point to do. It, it right, and it's also a harder. Not everyone you talk to is like a kind of depressed, disillusioned twenty-five-year-old. Right, like a lot of people. Because you talk a lot about, of it, you're going to be dealing with like, uh, like abuse or addicts. Like, yeah, or like stuff that maybe I'm not fit to talk about, or like I'm interested in talking about. I just want to talk to. Basically, I want to be paid for having conversations with you. Right. <laughs> and I think, and it's it's a damn shame we haven't monetized this podcast. I yet. know, because like we we would be that close. Yeah. Yep. We never we've never even taken like a step toward no, monetizing. Oh God, no. We've, no. we've we it's, it's been static. Have stripped back all forms of trying. Other than showing up to record, and we only do that because it's like, well, I get to hang out with Jake. And we post it. Dude, I, I haven't even tweeted an episode. <laughs> I, I, I looked recently. Do we haven't tweeted out an episode or tweeted at all? I know. In, in dude, like 10 weeks. I know. I, like, forgot. I Look, I, I, I do think at some point it's going to flip back the other way. And we've talked about, we talked about this months ago. Like, when it feels right, we'll... we'll you know, we can turn it back on or whatever. Maybe do, you think do a rebrand and do, like really hit it hard. But do you think it's like you don't have the interest anymore? I I still have the interest. It's maybe not as like. I think I'm just dealing with other shit in life. Me too. And Me too. That has made it like has sl slightly changed my relationship to music and um my ability to like put energy towards other things. In the amount to which it's obsessive, right? And like, I think that just happens when you get older. Too. Every detail recorded yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I view it sort of differently now. But I don't know that you even have to be as obsessive as we were to no be to have no. a good podcast. You That's know? true. No, you know, I if anything, I maybe that was like that could be a detriment sometimes. Yeah, too in the weeds. You know, maybe too in the weeds. Maybe too a little self-referential because yeah. I think we could we tended to. Um, 
have like mostly the same takes with very few, you know, some exceptions. This year, our, our, our top albums I thought were pretty diverse. I thought they were too. For yeah, the, yeah, as diverse as they've been in ever, maybe. For the June, like we had very different mm-hmm. number ones. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think there was still like, in terms of like how many overlap albums there were, there were probably still like nine or 10, 11 maybe. Yeah. But not sure. in the same spots. No. No. So good for us. Big pat on the back for us. Big pat. I mean, the thing is, like, I, I don't know where it comes from. But the episodes still get 100 listens a pop. That's really good. Like With, the, like, no fucking promotion. Dude, yeah, I get, like, email, like, SoundCloud notification emails where it's, like, someone liked your track. I was like, oh, cool. Like, what? I, but the thing is, like, I don't trust it. I don't either. Because I see that <laughs> I and I'm like, either. what is, like, are these all bots, dude? <laughs> it like, can't be. It is can't that why be. we have 100 plays an it episode? It can't be. That's too consistent, right? I don't know. Or is it so consistent that it, it has to be bots? I don't know. Like, why do we have episodes that have 1,500 plays? I think those are real. They really do. 1,500 people? Yeah. Well, no. I think some of them are definitely bots. How much do you have to listen to it to get a play? These are things I'm unclear on. I, I think you just kind of have to start it. So, like, we have, f- like, 1,500 starts on an episode. And, like, so people so. who are like, oh, this isn't the album. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but... Like, maybe someone gets interested. And that's happened a handful of times. Yeah. We have had... Yeah. I don't know why I took a sip of water <laughs> mid-thought. That was an interesting move by me. Um, uh, we have had little trysts with online oh, folks. Yes. Oh, Like, yes. people who come yes. in for, like, 15, 20 episodes, yeah. and yeah. then sort of, you know, we shed, yeah. they shed us. Right. Not we shed them. Right. No, 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 We'll no, keep no, anyone no. who'll stay. Right. Yeah, give me your tired, your poor. <laughs> Our podcast's more inclusive than this fucking country is. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're two white guys. Right, but we... So we're actually pretty representative of, like, where the country's (laughs) at. I know, I know. We're two white guys spewing opinions. (laughs) 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 Who think they're right. And who, like, like, people are like, all right, okay, (laughs) great, like, good thing you fucking told us, like, what you think about the new Drake album, Jake. (laughs) Like how many times did you even listen, idiot. dude? Yeah, seriously. Oh Once. my god. Uh, all right, let's dive in before we fucking melt in this room. Yeah, sorry, it's so hot, man. No, I like, uh, I can't. He, I Jake, cool. blame blame the car manufacturers and big oil for this, okay? Dude, it's it's on them. It is on. You them. know who else it's on? Me for not wanting to shell out money to air condition several rooms. That's true. That's true. Um, I, don't, I don't blame you though. I'm That's, not gonna do that. I don't blame you. It, is, it does make it miserable though. I have to say. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, like, last thing, hear me out. Um, as much as, like, Mary Kate gets cold, like, all the time, and I don't understand yeah. it, I get that in the summer. When I'm hot at night, laying in bed, like, with a lather of sweat, yep. and the air conditioning hasn't kicked on yet, I'm, like, a little bitch about it. I am, too. I complain. I'll be like, it's I am too, too hot. This sucks. I get hot so easily, and it really bugs me me too it puts me in like a bad mood i get like frustrated i'm not saying i am right now i'm not i mean more so like when i'm trying to go to bed oh um, dude i've gotten better at dealing with it just like right now just sitting here i'm just like i don't care it's fine it doesn't matter but uh like trying to sleep or when i'm trying to be comfortable fuck that miserable fuck that last thing went to the dmv today got mm. an updated license went better than it could have because i went early still took like 35 minutes yeah 
and all told took like an hour and a half given that the fact that I got up really early went early anyways all that I ran into like kind of an acquaintance there in line someone from work or it's like sort of a distant relative you have a lot of those around I do Um, you always run into like a cousin through like well through my step families yeah 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 Um, yeah you know my family grew larger those days that my parents got divorced that's right that's right Um, so it's really a benefit yeah it's not like I keep in touch with any of them or or care care about them yeah um, or that they care about me right and so I'm in line and I ran into these people who I don't know that well and that I mean it was cordial I was nice they were nice whatever it was pleasant Uh, I wish it hadn't happened oh yeah because. And when you're in the queue, you're in the fucking line at the DMV. Where are you gonna go? You, you have to nowhere talk to, to them. Hide. And you know how if you're in the queue and it, you line up, oh, God that's what happened, it. man. Oh my God! I was like, that well, like a few times, just once because oh, okay. I was early good. enough. I was that's again, good. I was oh. not the seventh person, but the seventh like basically order in line. Yeah, like there were a couple people there with their kids. Yeah, so I was seventh in line. Yeah, um, and so only once. That's and they, again. If they're listening, which they're not, no. by by no. there is no. a literal like absolute yeah. zero in Kelvin zero percent <laughs> chance. Yeah. They're listening. Uh but if they were for some reason, it was nice to see them. Sure. Uh but I'm sure they thought the same thing. I think they're like, oh, fuck, Jake. Right. Like like that like Bob's kid, like uh, we, yeah, we have to yeah. talk to him. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't know him that well. Right. Like what's he up? To, what's he even doing these days? That's what we'll ask. Yeah, right, right. Oh, I'll latch on to that. Like, what's he doing? Um, those conversations never even turn out surprisingly well. Like, what you'd love to have happen is have like a heart to heart about like something, anything. But you end up just doing the bullshit small talk. That's oh. exhausting. Um, let me ask you this: that whole process today, going before work, going early, how stressed were you out of ten? Um, just to be like, I gotta get up early. I gotta get there. I hope like, like the line's not too long. I hope everything goes well. Then I gotta get all the way back over to work and like didn't do my work day. Like that sucks. I was about about a six, about okay, a five and a half yeah, six. It sucks. Because man. the thing I was most stressed about was I was like, I I really have no gauge on how long this will take. Right. Like, what if it's like, what if I wait for two hours? Right. Like, okay, then I'm an hour late for work. Right. I have meetings I'm then coming up against. Yeah. Like, do I then abort the mission or do I stay? Yeah, because it's like, now nah, I'm already here. Yeah, do I stay? Right. Like, do I, then I have to stay fucking late at work. Right, like, right. I did have thing. I did have that thought too. Like, as yeah. I was getting out of my car once I got to my lot. Yeah. I was arriving at work like a little after nine. Usually right. I like to get there a little before nine. And I was like, so I got up early today just to be late to yes. work and I have to stay a little later. Yep. Like, that's adulthood, man. Yep. yep. And again, so the last thing, last, last thing is I turned 26 this year. Had to change insurance and update my license. And in New Hampshire, we need to get the real ID now, which because we're low, live free or die. So we're like, we don't go along with the federal regulations until we absolutely fucking have to. Right. And it's our citizens who suffer for it. <laughs> um, yeah. Had to print all kinds of identification, proof of residence shit. Um, it, it just is stress. There's too it's much. It's like, oh, like, I have to just, uh, turning 26 sucks. Yeah. It's, um, I'm glad I'll never have to do it again. Fuck, I was gonna say one more thing about that whole experience, but twenty six DMV birthdays. Yeah. Um, oh no, it was the work thing. This is aging in pro- in progress. It, huh? it is um, having to things. that in progress too. Um, having to the idea of I need to get to a place at a certain time and be there for a block of hours, and then I get to leave at a certain time. How are we not past that? 
Oh, I don't know. How are we not past that as a society? I don't, it, Why are we all still lying to each other about that? It sucks, man. It's, it's the so worst. fucking stupid. And it's like, okay, like, now I have to stay late. Like It's like silly. It's like honor system where I work, too. Like, yeah. they respect us enough to, like... Yeah. But I, It was the same with me, but I still felt obligated. Yeah. To, I would cut corners all the time. Like, I'd show up at, like, 9.15 and leave at 5 on the dot and take, like, an hour lunch. Right. But, um... Oh, I, I almost always take a full hour lunch. Yeah. And what sucks is, like, all my coworkers, they're like, oh, I take, like, 40 minutes. I fucking hated all my coworkers. They'd, like, eat at their desk. And I'd have to feel like I'd, like... I'd have to feel like I had to sneak out. Yeah, dude. Pretend like, like I wasn't going to lunch when I all knew I was. <laughs> like, the people on my team, they're great. They all take, like, about a 40-minute break. No, they suck. Fuck them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not true. I know. I, I know. Take, like, a 40-minute break. I take the full hour. Yeah. And I come back feeling like a shithead. Like, I, I come know. Back and everyone's at their desk typing yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's the worst feeling, too? Getting back from lunch, op- cracking your laptop and looking... And just seeing the explosion oh. of emails that came in. Oh. There'd always be like four to six Ooh. from the time I left. And then coming back, all yeah, the emails. That's, in that's, the morning, that's, it sucks, that's too. That's no good. The email thing, since since not being at my job anymore, that's one of the biggest perks is not dealing with any emails. That must be so amazing. No emails. The biggest stress in terms of emails I have now has been like the apartment search. Like, ooh, did I get an answer from this fucking place yet? That sounds incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like... So refreshing. The idea that I could one day turn off my email yeah. and not yep. have to turn it back on. Yep. It's a godsend. It really is. Really, really is. That sounds... Yeah. Oh. No, honestly, like, I... For next week, Jake, hold me to this. We're going to do the top five things about not working an office job anymore. Okay. And we'll break it down. Email's definitely going to be in that top five. Like, yeah. not dealing with emails anymore. Is this fan better up near head level? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right, you ready to dive in? Ooh, yep. Yeah, that's that's nice. Okay. Okay. That's much better. Three, two, one.